The dream economy is here. Are you coming? Welcome, my name is Katherine Morrison, and as I've coached countless online entrepreneurs into six, multiple six-figure and half-million-dollar businesses, I've learned a lot. One of the main things is that I'm not just here to help you create a high quantity of money. It's actually pretty easy. I'm here to help you do that through the highest quality money imaginable. That means activating and amplifying your unique frequency to take your being and form it into a magnetic, sharply differentiated brand that has clients dropping in out of the sky, salivating to work with you specifically, not someone who does that thing you do. I'm here to help you open the channel for the creation that wants to come through you, where growing your business and building demand comes from razor sharp business precision and business growth is always tied to an expansion of your pleasure. Expanding your mind and your nervous system to create more, receive more, and be bigger in visibility and impact in the world than your rational mind ever imagined possible. This isn't matrix business building. It's business building through soul ascension. This isn't just business coaching. This is the timeline to your destiny. Are you ready to play? Welcome to the Ascension Through Entrepreneurship podcast. Let's get started. beautiful soul family. How are you all feeling? This month, we're going to be diving into the ins and outs of some fun topics that will be particularly relevant for those of you preparing to come into the mastermind this round. But for those of you that are still one, two, maybe three rounds away from joining, still tune in. If you are someone who is for sure going from solopreneur to entrepreneur, that's a transition you're for sure going to want to make. These things will be so helpful for you because you're going to grow awareness. It's like one of the greatest things I did was just put myself in spaces where I was listening to people who had the kind of success I wanted to have in terms of the results, but also in terms of the how that they achieved it. And listening to their mentorship helped me helped me dodge a bunch of holes (laughs) that I have seen a lot of other people fall and get stuck in. So today we are going to be talking about that transition from the matrix into the dream economy, because that is what you're fully stepping into by coming into the pleasure and precision mastermind. It's the decision to energetically fully leave the matrix. And it's really wild Remember I said energetically, because this paradigm shift that we're in right now on the planet is not like what happened in the old world to the new world paradigm shift, which if you remember me referencing a couple podcasts ago, that was the time during which people fled the tyranny of European monarchs. And in some cases, they were just following their hearts that yearned for adventure over to America. When that huge shift happened, it was hundreds of years ago before the internet. It was during a time when the printing press had technically been invented, but it wasn't even super widely in use yet. We didn't have a robust mail delivery network system set up. It was by and large completely uncharted territory. And so while the 13 colonies in America were technically defined as British colonies, which if we want to be specific, 
was coming over and claiming land that was often inhabited by indigenous Native Americans and stolen from them. It was very wild. It's like the Wild West, except for it was the Wild East. <laughs> it wasn't yet developed. And, it, and so it was very much out of sight, out of mind for settlers thinking about the powers that be over in Europe. They established their own communities, their own infrastructure. And so when the British were like, hey, so pay us lots of taxes, you had these super resourceful, super scrappy settlers scratching their heads like, for what? Because we didn't have the internet. We didn't have any quick communication system. The British kingdom just completely fell out of the awareness of the day-to-day of most people who lived in America. There was literally an ocean and zero methods of even moderately fast communication between them. So it became easy to forget and to basically stop revering that old system. People realized they didn't need the crown. They had made it on their own. So this tension led to the American Revolution to fully sever that tie to give the Americans their sovereignty. And a lot of blood was shed. Lives were lost. Freedom came at a great cost. And people were willing to pay that cost for freedom. That kind of story, that kind of timeline makes sense to our brains. We've sort of seen it, patterns like it repeated throughout history. We can see physical territory with our eyes on maps. We can see the ocean that was laid between the continents. We can see how that was physically happening. But this paradigm shift happening right now is completely different and it is one of frequency. It is an energetic shift. What online entrepreneurship has opened up is the ability to have your dream a brain and a laptop, and to just come online and start printing cash. The barrier to entry for just any Joe Schmo with a skill has never been lower. You aren't limited to your geographic location. You are only limited by the frequency your consciousness is vibrating at. If you do the mindset and nervous system work on your system, and you are willing to hone the necessary business skill sets, the sky is the limit. Now, previously, when I was running the Think Like an Entrepreneur Mastermind, I had clients from countries with very low median incomes that were making in a single month what it would take people tethered into the matrix of their local economies on the ground months or sometimes an entire year to create. I remember I had a client in Senegal in Northern Africa, and she made in a single month, I remember looking it up, and I forget if it was over what the average annual salary was in Senegal or just under, but it was right around, she had created in a single month what it took most people in the matrix there an entire year to create, okay? <laughs> I had a client in Lithuania in Eastern Europe, who was making in a single month what it took the average Lithuanian tethered into the matrix there many months to create. I can't remember. I don't think it was quite a year's salary, but I remember that was another one where she was blasting off. She was making like like dozens of consults a month. It was insane. And it was so fascinating to see these people who just decided to untether from the the what people had been conditioned to believe was possible in their local economies and just go for it. Now, if you guys heard recently on the podcast, um, it was the generating first clients from the accelerator was, I think, the 
podcast title, you would have heard my client, Crystal, who lives in Kansas and is a psychic medium. And she talked about how people tethered into the matrix there, they'll sell a reading for like $40. People aren't taught that it's normal to have those skills there. They aren't taught that it's valuable to have those skills there. So if you're brave enough to even own them, you then undervalue them and you don't sell your gifts for very much money. And so that's just the normal, right? Like the normal brainwashed culture of her geographic location. But she decided to transcend that. She lives there and is selling readings like fucking hotcakes, by the way. This past month, she passed her corporate salary in her business for the first time. She is selling her readings for many, many times more than what the average person in a metaphysical shop in her local territory down there in the matrix is doing, right? Because pricing is a reflection of the frequency you're existing at. And therefore, from that place, being able to attract people also vibrating at that frequency. Matrix isn't just a movie, my friends. It is a lived vibration for most people in the population. And it's a state of being that is programmed into our minds and our nervous systems from a very young age. A fear of not enoughness that throws our nervous system into chronic fight or flight, chronic state of stress, and yet somehow emerging and increasing every single day is a percentage of the population that has done the work on themselves to expand their mind from the limitations that they've been conditioned with, and they've done the work on their nervous system to not constantly be in that contracted fight or flight state, that's constant state of stress that has allowed them to actually open up and see more. Because when you're in a constant state of stress, it's like you have horse blinders on and your strategic thinking turns off, right? They've raised their level of consciousness to be able to be the watcher and director of their own mind rather than feeling at the effect of the crazy thought loops and worries of it. This paradigm shift is wildly different because it is not bound by a geographical migration. There is no ocean between us. It's being dictated by an energetic frequency migration, a raising of consciousness, which means in literally the same neighborhood, you will have people living in victimhood that spend all their time complaining and gossiping and unconsciously trying to pull the vibration of everyone around them down And in the house across the street is someone existing in the same geographic location in a completely different frequency field where they're attuned to all of the same external circumstances, right? But they're able to see all of the possibility in it, all of the opportunity in it. And they spend their time creating and serving and consciously pulling the vibration of everyone around them up. That is the dream economy. We live attuned to the frequency of possibility and we serve as conduits for source to move creation through us. We feel into the bigness of what is wanting to emerge from us and we do the work to be open enough and wide enough to birth it. The community we're meant to lead, the income and resources that our mission will require, the things that we just have a desire for that we can't quite explain. 
And our work is just opening ourselves wide enough to receive all of it. We don't have to force ourselves to post online. We just have to do the work to open ourselves up for the marketing to come through us. We don't have to hustle for money. We just have to step into the frequency we're being called into and hold the energy, hold the timeline open for our clients to meet us. And if this sounds weird to your rational mind, (laughs) it's because your eyes can't see this on a map. (laughs) Right? You're going to look at the neighborhood and you're going to be like, wait, what is happening? I can see the person right across the street. It's like they're living in a completely different world, but because of the vibration and the state of consciousness that they're living in, they're in the same exact place, but it's like they're living in completely different worlds. Okay. And that's very metaphysical. So just notice and track a little bit. If your rational mind is like, what's going on? but there's something deep inside of you that is stirring. It often feels like a waking up from slumbering, a remembering of something you have always known. That stirring for so many of us right now is the rising of the divine feminine. Now stay with me because you don't have to be a woman to be connecting to this. Every single one of us has both masculine and feminine energetics within us. The divine feminine is that part accessible within each of us that is our intuition, our receptivity, our felt sense, our creativity, the creation that just wants to flow through us in our natural state of being. It is our beingness. And the divine masculine is that part accessible within each of us is our consciousness, the master of time and space. It's structure, logic, strategy. But these codes have long been dormant. Our planet has been operating not even from a divine masculine place, but from a straight up toxic masculine, which I think is actually a lot more constructive to frame as a wounded masculine place. Because if we're super honest, most men in the world right now in the culture, like they're not super jazzed about it either. Okay. Like they feel just as entrapped and ensnared as we do. It's interesting. I was so fortunate. I'm not sure if I've ever said this before, but when I went through my initial coach training program, I went through with, it was the only coach training program at the time that took the GI bill. So I went through with a lot of men who had been in the military and I had thoughts and judgments about them. I think I was coming out of like feeling like, I don't even know if I've told this story, but basically my last job, I got laid off from when they found out I was pregnant with a high-risk pregnancy. (laughs) And if you want to talk about how that's actually fairly easy to get away with in Texas, that's a story for another time. But so I had all of this wounding and I was so mad and I was mad at the patriarchy and I was mad at men. And it was so useful for me to come into that coaching program, that container where I first got trained and to connect with men, connect with some of the quote unquote, most masculine men in our culture to see how deeply wounded they were and how oftentimes their parents had shoved them into doing that. Their parents had taught them, you're not enough. You've got to cut the grass to be exactly this long. Like there was so much wounding. And I mean, I think it was the exact medicine I needed because I think otherwise I would have had this horrible taste in my mouth about the patriarchy and about all men and blaming it on them. And it was, I came out of that program and having so much compassion for all of us humans that are basically 
I always forget the saying when I want to talk about it on the podcast, but it's like tradition is just like dead people haunting us, right? We have all of these old cultural structures, these old paradigms that don't even fit or work for most of the people alive right now. And we just haven't questioned and untethered ourselves from them. And so I think it's been really useful for me to like always keep that in mind because especially like when we're using the words masculine or feminine, it's like, it can be our tendency to like want to get mad at men. And I just want to be super clear. This is not like a man thing. This is the wounded masculine, which is just a structure of oppression that's been around for a while. Okay. And the wounded masculine is controlling, it's rigid, it's competitive, it's defensive. It seeks to dominate and control out of a place of fear. The wounded masculine led witch hunts and burned them at the stake hundreds of years ago because a woman in her knowing and her power is fucking terrifying. The wounded masculine stole pagan holidays and repackaged them as religion, took women out of the equation, and told the population that their access to God was through an appointed man in a religious structure. The wounded masculine was leading the affront against hippies in the 1960s who were just doing psychedelics and expanding their consciousness and realizing what the fuck is going on here. It's very hard to control people once they have come outside of that. The wounded masculine created an economic system that seeks to extract the life force out of others for profit by psychologically controlling them. An economic system that rapes the planet of finite resources and destroys it with pollution and waste. And what's insane is that at this point, it's often not even from a place of being evil and intentional. Like I just said, it's just dead people haunting us, all of their old structures. It's just a gravitational pull of hundreds and thousands of years, let's be honest, of this energetic being prevalent. So people just becoming washed in it from birth and it lives in their cells, right? How much do we know about epigenetics now and the things that are passed down from us? It's like a fish in water. You don't even see the water you're swimming in. So I want to be super clear, the shift from the matrix to the dream economy is different from the employee to entrepreneur transition. First of all, remember the average income of an entrepreneur is actually just about the same as the average employee because you take your brain and your nervous system with you. And even for many entrepreneurs who are able to work the limitations of their mind and open their mind to possibility and learn skill sets like copywriting and funnels, they still often have their nervous system to contend with. It hasn't been reshaped, right? If they have been raised within the wounded masculine and if any other thing comes with it, I mean, we don't even need to get into family dynamics, but there's a whole other topic, right? Often having a baseline of chronic stress and dysregulation. It's where the joke you leave a job of working 40 hours per week to run your business to work 80 hours per week comes from. Most entrepreneurs, including women, by the way, are operating from a very deeply wounded masculine place. There's actually a fairly well-known seven-figure business coach. And I recently saw her proudly owning that she had built everything she had from a trauma response how the emotional abuse and neglect she received as a child have now given her the mechanisms that keep her pushing so hard. And it was so fucking surreal because people were all jumping into the comments about how their trauma has created their pushing and their forcing and their constant need to hustle and achieve. 
and then celebrating how they've created money from that space. And I watched that thread and I was honestly so heartbroken and also so confused. Like it almost felt like if someone had suffered emotional abuse and then developed an eating disorder and then was talking about how their eating disorder was great because it had made them skinny. And then if everybody jumped in and started celebrating their eating disorders and how skinny it made them. I really do think a lot of the population is like, we're not, their consciousness hasn't grown to the point of like seeing it is, it's, it's that right. And I think that some of us on the bleeding edge of this, it's like, it's in our awareness now, and it's our work to help bring it into the population and develop a new normal. There is no happy life without a regulated nervous system, because if you have Scrooge McDuck piles of cash, but no inner peace, no ability to rest and relax and relish in your money and your accomplishments, that money is pretty worthless. And once you really see the wounded masculine and how prevalent it is in our culture, you cannot unsee it. People stuck in their wounded masculine can't turn off. You know that they're operating from a very wounded masculine place if they're like in their fucking head all the time. (laughs) And it's like, they don't even know that that's not normal because it's such a normal experience for them to just be spinning in their head all the time. They're trying to control what their audience thinks about them. They're trying to control, you see control, trying to control themselves, trying to control themselves to get to do the things on their to-do list and trying to control themselves to force themselves into the calendar, right? Trying to dominate and control. They're worried about competition. They're always worried about like what everyone else around them is doing and what other people are possibly thinking about them. And when all you have is the mind, right? Because if you think about this, this is like this wounded masculine, it represses the feminine, which is our connection to our intuition. It is our connection to our inner knowing, So if you're disconnected from that, then all you have is the fucking matrix. Maybe you're checking the news that's literally filled with stories that are designed to attract your attention with how frightening and scary the world is. It's like the perfect recipe for people operating from the wounded masculine in the first place to double down on scarcity and hustle and forcing themselves to work, to double down on trying to crush the competition, to double down on trying to control, to double down on hustling and not resting. But the divine feminine is awakening in many of us. And if you're in my audience, it's awake inside of you. You definitely would have left my field already if it was not awake. It is the part of us that knows, that has intuitive knowings that cannot be explained by the rational mind. It is our connection to source, our intuition. It is the portal to the creation that wants to flow through us, through source. It is our energy. It is the feeling of love radiating in every cell of our body when we allow ourselves to open to it. So we awaken inside the matrix and we are suddenly very aware that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. But it's not just the outside environment we have to contend with. It's also inside of us because we all have human brains and nervous systems that have been imprinted upon for oftentimes decades (laughs) before we wake up. And when you think about the vibration of the wounded masculine, the vibration of fear, the vibration of control, the vibration of manipulation, the vibration of hustle, 
The vibration of it's never enough to feel into that frequency when it is active and alive inside of your body. And then try to find the line to your intuition. And when you think about the vibration of the wounded masculine, try to find the tether into your most expansive creativity. To find the line to the overwhelming swell of love that is the vibration of source that lives within you. You can't fucking find it because the wounded masculine creates a contracted mind and a dysregulated nervous system. And this is the trap that so many people find themselves in within their spiritual awakening is they literally feel trapped within themselves, within their own minds and bodies because the matrix gets programmed into you. (laughs) Now I'll have an entire podcast on this probably next week, but I've had a lot of time to think about the pleasure and precision mastermind since I initially channeled it. Because often I will channel things and my rational mind can't quite fully explain why it's coming through me specifically. And if I don't get the download in full, sometimes I just get, it's sort of like getting a fax in fragments. Right? And sometimes my mind is then like, all right, what's the rest of this document? <laughs> but I very quickly, it was so clear to me why the pleasure piece was channeling through me. And I was being asked to bring it forward into my work with clients. Because for those of us jumping to the timeline of the dream economy, jumping to this timeline that is a different frequency, a higher vibration. We literally need to rewire our brains and our nervous systems to stay on that frequency in order to stay as open as possible as channels for our access to our intuition to be as open as possible, for creativity to flow through us as easily as possible. And pleasure with conscious awareness, when you use pleasure as a conscious tool, It is that frequency. You can encode your nervous system with it. When you are experiencing true pleasure, whether it's the threshold of an incredible orgasm or a cool breeze coming off the water of a delicious ocean at sunset, pleasure attunes you to a very high frequency field. And when you're attuned there and you're basically then just serving as the conduit for this creation to come through you, into the 3D, you've deeply unleashed your divine feminine. And then to actually ground all of that into the material world, you need to heal your masculine, shifting from a wounded masculine to a divine masculine place where your strategy that comes from your masculine, right? It is designed and created in support of your intuition, the divine feminine, where your structures, divine masculine, are designed to help support the flow of your creativity, which is your divine feminine, where your logic is used to transmit your energy out into the marketplace. That is the precision piece, my loves. This is the paradigm we are opening. We're going to unleash and cultivate the divine feminine the access to intuition, to receptivity, to pleasure. And then we are going to do the precision work of mastering your copy, masterfully shepherding your audience through the buying process to come work with you. And then 
on the back end, <laughs> actually, I'm probably most excited about this part systems and processes does not seem like a sexy thing, but I promise you it is structure. When you use your divine masculine to create that structure to support you. Oh my God. I, my pussy is very aroused right now. And it is because it is aware. My feminine is so aware of all of the SOPs we put in place over the past year. And dear God, I just wish that I had had someone <laughs> to show me the way because I had no support on this. We had to figure it all out on our own. And I want to shave so much of the time off the journey for you guys because creating money from that place where your intuition is supported <laughs> by the divine masculine, your creativity has structure that supports it. You have the divine feminine and the divine masculine within yourself in harmony. That is the highest quality money imaginable. Okay. It is not the matrix money story of the wounded masculine. It is not Scrooge McDuck swimming alone in his piles of gold coins where he thinks that having the money is going to be what makes him feel better. And then he just sees himself hustling along to the next goal. Okay. And as you're doing this work, you're literally untethering from that frequency. And spiritually, you might feel like you're maybe not completely there, but you're touching it, right? You have access to that frequency within yourself. And the work is just basically <laughs> opening your channel so that you can experience more and more of that until there is that very direct line of connection. And in the beginning, you're going to feel like your mind and body feel constantly pulled back down almost like gravity, right? You're going to be in that very high vibrational field. And then because of the matrix programming and your brain and your nervous system, it's going to be like, -dunk! gravity pulls you back down. And that is just matrix addiction, right? That's just matrix addiction shaped into your nervous system, your brain, there's just programming in it. And I think this example is a little easier to understand maybe if I give a physical example. So if you're a city person and you've lived in a noisy downtown area for a long time, like cars honking, the chatter of people buzzing around you constantly, and then you decide to move to the countryside, it's very normal to feel extremely uncomfortable at first. Like you go to sleep at night and it's so still and quiet that you can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> because your system is used to basically feeling dysregulated, right? So when there's this still quiet, but your system's still sort of buzzing, it's like, what is going on? This is like too still, it's too quiet, freaks you out. How many city people, you see them going to the countryside and they're like, it is way too dark out here, it's way too quiet, don't like it, right? And if your system is used to an onslaught of chaos, of course, it's gonna be in that chronic stress state. And so even though your external reality in the countryside it's serene, it's peaceful, it's spacious. The internal chaos remains. But if you were committed to sticking it out, the sunshine and the grass would begin to have a regulating effect on your nervous system. You would notice your breathing would become deeper, slower. Your environment would have a potent subconscious effect on you. But again, this paradigm shift isn't necessitated by geography and is instead governed by frequency, a rising of consciousness. And if you're not conscious, your mind and your nervous system will just begin attuning to whatever is around you. And because the dysregulation in your nervous system and the limited thinking in your mind is something that used to be a normal baseline for you, 
And you might even be surrounded by a lot of people who still live in that field, in your neighborhood, in your family, in your community. You, if you do not stay awake to it, you will notice in the beginning, kind of feels like a drug addiction. <laughs> when you have scheduled time to rest and relax, and the next thing you know, you're at your desk checking email or opening your Instagram to check your account. It's like you just got your fix. You just got your fix of nervous system dysregulation, got pulled back into the matrix. Or when you schedule time for spiritual practices, but then tell yourself you don't have time for them. It's like your fix, not because it even feels good. It's not even like drugs where you get a good feeling. It just feels familiar. So you keep getting pulled back in. It's matrix addiction. And if you're surrounded physically by other people still firmly grounded there, you need to remember that the human brain is designed to attune to whoever it's around. Okay? So if you don't stay conscious and awake, you're, you will go back into slumber and you will just attune yourself, okay? You want to do the keeping the work of the divine feminine, the divine masculine alive within you. Do not get pulled back into slumber. So you not only have to be strong enough to stay awake and attuning yourself consciously, but you want to get to the point of being so strong that you can live in the matrix with a bunch of Debbie Downers around you and maintain your field of energy. And I use the word Debbie Downers because it's a common phrase that conveys the vibration I'm talking about. But I want to add here that nobody wants to be a Debbie Downer. Like nobody wakes up with that intention and goal for their life. And we just need to remember most people are not conscious. And most people have a bunch of buggy programming in their brains and their nervous systems that ensnare them too. And I really like thinking about this awakening, how I see this group of people from all the all around the world, right? Just magically finding me all around the world. And I love thinking about how we are the nodes of connection, right? There's like, I mean, there are sort of geographical centers. I do think Austin is a little bit of a vortex right now, but there's people popping up just all around the world that are nodes for their communities. And as we're doing this work, we're raising our vibration and then we're strong enough to hold it. We can stay in that community and we can raise the vibration of everyone around us. Now, this is different. It's very different from dragging people along. Don't be one of those weird people on the street corner trying to save people. Not, not your conscious awareness. I don't want you to like spending time consciously thinking about how we like have to save the people. No savior complex here, okay? That's also a problem I coach on a lot, okay? But I just want you to think about like, keeping an energetic opening, not for them to like seep into your field. Like it's like your field is closed off, but there's an opening for them to attune to it, if that makes sense. Okay. Like just holding space for them to wake up because a human trap we get ensnared in is wanting to cut ourselves off from them. You see this when people are like high vibes only. And I think in the beginning of your journey, sometimes you have to do this. Like it can be super helpful to cocoon yourself, to help yourself more strongly solidify your new frequency so that you're like just literally living there. Otherwise, it's sort of like if you're drowning, it's hard to save someone else, right? First, you've got to climb out yourself. And then when you're fully steeped there, you're able to help others, right? But what I see 
uh, in a lot of spiritual spaces is people who are like high vibes only. And I want you to think about like, do you know neighborhoods full of rich people that are gated and they're like super invested in making sure poor people don't ever come in and visit? You know, those places exist, right? You know how they're like kind of yucky. <laughs> a lot of spiritual spaces doing like, except replace the word money with vibe. And doing that isn't super high vibe. It's not very loving or aware or higher consciousness. It's just us versus theming, which is the oldest trap in the human playbook that we just keep falling into. So just be aware of that as a thing. So I know the ask is big. Healing the masculine within yourself, unleashing and amplifying your divine feminine, and being a str so strong that not only can you keep your human brain and nervous system in a world that seems to have an energetic gravity that seems to want to pull you the other way, but that you're so strongly attuned to your vibration that you can hold the energetic line for other people to wake up and come with you. And this isn't just about raising consciousness, by the way. Your ability to grow and expand the capacity of your system is very much directly tied to your ability to hold bigger and bigger piles of cash. I was talking to one of my masterminders this past week who just created her first $20,000 month and she was acutely aware that her body was having trouble holding how big the feeling of joy and celebration was that she was feeling. And it was like her body was wanting to emotionally shut it down to shut it off. The emotion felt too big for her to hold. And her work is going to be increasing her capacity to receive all of that. The money, the visibility, the intensity of such powerful, positive emotion. We're going to dive into this more in the pleasure podcast. Because if she doesn't expand her capacity and the subconscious imprint that her brain gets is like that $20,000 a month was too intense. It was scary. Her brain, her subconscious will really seek out to stop that experience from ever happening again. Because what imprinted was like, that was too much too fast which is literally what our systems register as trauma. Your ability to hold and stay present in big, expansive, positive emotions is directly tied to your ability to hold and stay present in big, intense, negative emotions. This is why the pleasure work we'll be doing in the mastermind is so important. I've seen so many people have a huge wave of income and then completely crash because their system couldn't handle it. You totally see this when people have like big up months and then they crash and they have down months and they have, and then another spike of big up months. And it's like a constant roller coaster. So what is happening? I've seen so many people begin creating income, but not become awake enough in their own awareness to see the imprint of the wounded masculine running the entire thing, which keeps them hustling and the goalpost always moving. In that paradigm, it will never be enough. It is such a dangerous addiction to stay asleep inside of. And to those of you who have woken up inside of it and are feeling the call towards the new paradigm, Applications to the Pleasure and Precision Mastermind will open September 5th through the 7th. You will awaken or deepen into your divine feminine and heal the masculine. So your strategy serves your intuition, your structures support your creativity, sumptuous pleasure and masterful precision. 
We are dancing at the edges of what is possible and you are invited. Come join the waitlist at www.katherinemorrisoncoaching.com forward slash mastermind. Thank you.